0: set rolling okay.
1: action hello Whoa. welcome back to another episode of incut and welcome back to another movie review finally yes I don't know what the last movie review was but it just feels like it was so long ago
0: yeah I got no idea, I actually. Have no idea
1: <laughs> anyways today's movie review is a movie that came out what in December November 11th? 11. November 11. So you should be This was two months ago. This is a movie that if you wanted to see it (laughs) You already have you had to have seen it already. (laughs) We're talking about Wakanda Forever.
0: We felt like even though it's been two months we still had to talk about it because we love Marvel and there's quite a few Marvel movies coming in twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four. So we just we gotta continue the trend. And
1: there's there there's just a lot about this movie that can be talked about for months and months. I mean, for the past Two weeks or so, I've been really trying to watch this movie again. Really? So, y- yeah. Huh. But sadly, it's coming into uh, Disney Plus on February 1st.
0: Oh, okay. So, so you have some more time to potentially see it at your local theater, you but know. it might be a little too late. You might just want to wait till February 1st. It's up to you. Yeah. Fantastic movie all around.
1: Um, I mean, opening comments, I think... <laughs> It's amazing. We saw uh, this review will be coming out soon as well, but we saw uh, Avatar: The Way of Water yesterday, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's just amazing um, to see this indigenous representation. Because I mean, yeah. Avatar: The Way of Water, it, obviously, it's it is indigenous, but it's a it's different for sure.
0: We know that it's like on another <laughs> planet, yeah. and they aren't technically human beings. But it's still like the representation
1: of the indigenous people. Mm -hmm. But then Wakanda Forever... Yeah, Wakanda Forever is just... It feels close to home kind of thing.
0: Really? Like, it feels like
1: Mm -hmm. you can see... Because many people were actually arguing if this is indigenous representation or if it is Latino representation. Mm -hmm. It's definitely both. Because all Latinos have some indigenous in them. Mm -hmm. Most of Latinos being like 50% indigenous. Uh, obviously we don't have the culture anymore or like the culture or whatever evolved mm-hmm. into what our culture is right now but they in what kind of forever what they did is they took even the language because it's not a lost language it's an actual language that they right. speak um and they took it and they added it, added it into um the film mm-hmm. uh, and even the names like a kukunkan and um just like all of these different references and uh, yeah it just felt like it was really well done. It definitely showed all the research that was done mm-hmm. to make this happen.
0: Definitely, yeah.
1: And, and it just felt great to watch a movie in which, even though they were the bad guys... And, I mean, we'll touch on this later, how it mm-hmm. started feeling like... It was kind of like Latino against Black. Which is a terrible one road point. to go down. <laughs> <laughs> they did it great, because mm-hmm. obviously they changed it up, so it wasn't Latino against Black. But it was... Spoiler (laughs) alert. But it was a villain against... Well, it was hero against... Not necessarily a villain, but just this really troubled Mm -hmm. community that was trying to protect themselves and didn't care what extent they had to go to to do it. It is
0: basically two groups that have found themselves in the minority who are fighting between either combining forces... Or mm-hmm. being headstrong for their own people.
1: Yeah. So even in this kind of situation, a movie that actually makes you want the other side to succeed, it it's just really interesting. Because yeah. throughout the entire film, AK will ask me like, "What side are you on?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm kind of on their side, like on the yeah. um, what's it, Namor side." Mm-hmm. So I don't know It was It was so intense
0: It put you in an interesting position that's For sure, for sure. <laughs> I, mean, obviously,
1: I mean I've loved uh, Black Panther mm-hmm. Since I saw it And I've rewatched it A couple of times I don't rewatch movies But I mean Endgame And all of these kind of uh, Marvel movies Are mm-hmm. really easy to rewatch Because they're super intense Right uh, And they keep you On the edge uh, So I specifically watched Wakanda Forever No I watched uh, Black Panther Multiple mm-hmm. times so I already had kind of, like, that edge into, like, preferring mm-hmm. that side.
0: As I'm sure everybody else did when they yeah, went obviously. to go see it, yeah.
1: So then you see how they went about these indigenous people and did it so well that it just almost, like, shifted. are
0: <laughs> <You're> like, ah, <laughs> oh, but, like, these guys yeah. over here, yeah. And
1: that's the good side about it, because, mm-hmm. I mean... They were not necessarily bad people. They are just Mm -hmm. trying to protect themselves and they will go to an extent to do it, like I said. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was more of like a moral issue uh, of like, what can you do to keep your people safe? Mm -hmm. Um, How far will you go? They weren't trying to snap half of the population away.
0: Yeah, this was not uh, Thanos related (laughs) at all. But anyways, um, so yeah, this movie did come out on November 11th, directed by Ryan Coogler. Um, it had a budget of $250 million and made $832.3 million at the box office. Mm. Um, so that's, like, fantastic. <laughs> um, the cast is the same. I know a lot of people were worried about what they were going to do. Uh, about you know Chadwick Boseman's passing mm-hmm. um spoiler alert they never really replaced him they Thank totally God. honored him in fact the first couple minutes of the movie is honoring that and having mm. like a funeral sequence which made me cry it was
1: so nice it was with was so a song. touching
0: i absolutely loved that so much um pretty much everybody that was in the original black panther movie also came back we also have quite a few new people obviously mm. I am so sorry if I'm saying your name incorrectly, uh, but the guy who plays Namor is is um, played by Tenoch Huerta. That is Tenoch Huerta. My... There you go. And
1: I'm <laughs> glad
0: you know how to say it correctly. Um, he's awesome.
1: He's amazing. He's,
0: I I wish I could, like, saw more of I his work I believe he's beforehand. done novellas
1: in the past, like telenovelas. <laughs>
0: Wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, I really liked him a lot. Um, so that was like one of our main new guys. Um, there's also Mabel Cadena, which I don't know if you recognize her. She plays Mabel. a character called Namora. Yeah. And she's the, one the of blue the, Carol. she's one of the <laughs> blue girls.
1: She's the powerful Not blue girl. related
0: to Avatar at all, but she is one of the head people. It's funny because one uh, of the most uh, Google well.
1: things in this past, past couple of months regarding to movies was are the people in Wakanda forever avatars.
0: <laughs> really? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. But yeah. Um, and then we also have Dominique Thorne, who's playing a character who on Google is referred to as Iron Heart. But in the movie, she basically mm. is this um, super smart lass. Who, from MIT. Uh, from MIT, who um, created some technology... Uh, which I don't want to get too into the plot, but she basically created some technology that put her in at mm. risk, and then she joins um, the side of the Technology Jordans. that could
1: find um, um, vibranium.
0: Yes, that's the metal. <laughs> um, but anyways, a very quick um, summarization. This is a long movie. It was 2 hours and 41 minutes, mm-hmm. so I can't really go into every detail, and I'm sorry in advance if it's not... The most, um, I don't know, like, (laughs) well-thought-out, detailed summary that we have here. But this is the best I think we can find. Um, So here's just a summary from IMDb here it says the movie starts with Shuri trying to recreate the herb to save T'Challa's life as the herb creates uh Ramonda tells her that T'Challa passed away Shuri starts crying at a clearing a shaman is doing a ceremony for their beloved king and Black mm-hmm. Panther a funeral is held and T'Challa's coffin is taken away by a fighter one year later Ramonda arrives at the United Nations where other countries are upset about vibranium spreading across the world the night before soldiers infiltrated a vibranium ship And they take a woman ship. Wait, wait. Hold on. (laughs) I didn't read this beforehand, so sorry. Um, A ship opens up a wall. Um, One of the characters... I feel like I'm not going to be able to pronounce that correctly. Okoye? Okoye. Okoye? Yeah. Appears. um, And they basically battle. Um, Ramanda says the king is dead and that they will always strike... Um, in an effort to prevent Vibranium mm-hmm. basically being um, taken from them. Um, so on the Atlantic Ocean, a helicopter arrives in a ship where Vibranium is found. Two people go underwater to see that the engine is failing. And this people, uh, which we don't know what they are at the time, but they are called the Talokans. they attack yeah. the ship in the most unnerving scene I have ever watched in my entire life. Just Google sirens Wakanda Forever into YouTube and that song will play and huh like (laughs) it's horrific it made me so uncomfortable in the theater but it was incredibly well done an amazing introduction to this group of people yeah for sure Uh, but they basically kill everybody on the ship and um basically where was I um
1: this is why you have to prepare before you start doing <laughs> hey, an episode. <laughs> I
0: did so much other preparation in preparing this. But, anyways, um, so, okay, the Talakans attack the ship and the crew is killed while some people escape on a helicopter. But Namor, hero, um, pulls it and throws it in the water. The next day, Ramonda is watching the news where they talk about her meeting and T'Challa passing away. Koya arrives in Shuri's lab, where Shuri is working, and her mother tells her to recreate the herb. But Shuri says Black Panther is old news. Ramanda says that today was the day when T'Challa passed away and invites Shuri to a memorial later that night. Shuri and Ramanda speak about T'Challa. Ramanda burns her clothes, but Shuri doesn't. Um, Namor appears to warn them that a scientist attacked a ship holding vibranium. Namor tells them to find the scientist, or he will attack Wakanda. Um, and basically, they... The Wakandans are kind of going back and forth on whether you just flat out just kill Namor for making mm-hmm. such a threat against the Wakandans, or do we kind of help them in finding the scientist? And you basically come to this realization that Namor, you you know some of the mythology. Why don't you tell yeah. the audience some of the mythology behind Namor?
1: So I mean, what they were. I don't. I'm Colombian. I'm not Mexican, so mm-hmm. my knowledge in Mexican, uh, yeah. Mythology is not super huge, but um, I'm gonna start with what they said in the film. Uh, for example, the name Namor, when it's such a good opening line when Ramonda is asking him his name, and mm-hmm. he's like, "My people call me a Kukunkan." But my enemies call me Namor.
0: Oh my God! It's such an epic <laughs> line, and I watched
1: it over and over and over. Oh really? <laughs> um, but the explanation behind the name Namor, or how uh, English pronunciation will say, it will be mm-hmm. Namor, uh, is that when he was found, uh, he was told that he was el niño sin amor, the kid without love. Mm. And that really stuck with him, and he started calling himself "namor," "el niño sin amor," without love. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's uh, what's behind the move, the, the explanation on the movie of what the name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and, and I might be wrong a little bit about this, uh, but he is pretty much like re- the representation. It's kind of unclear if he is the god or if he is uh, the representation of the god. Um, My idea
0: was that he was.
1: Um, yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, uh, I think they're either Mayan or Aztec. But anyways, there is this uh, winged serpent god mm-hmm. that he is based on, or he's pretty much that winged serpent god. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason why I say that I'm not sure if they're Mayan or Aztec, even though I mean it's clearly stated in the film which one they are. Uh, but it's because in Thor, Love and Thunder, there is actually in that room where all of the gods are aligned, mm-hmm. uh, there is actually the other serpent, uh, winged serpent god. In He's that. there? Not Namor, but the other one. Not the... Oh. if If Namor is... Uh, I think... Uh, I think they're Mayan. Hmm. But I might be wrong. The Aztec one will be at that place. Uh so they are different, but people were kind of arguing if they're both Mayan, then Namor is kind of the representation of that mm-hmm. god for his people, and then the actual god was there with the rest of the gods and would just be oh. where the gods are at. Uh, but I think they are actually just from two different mythologies, two different cultures. Probably. Um, but he would be that representation mm-hmm. of that serp- the winged serpent god. That's
0: really cool, I didn't know. Um,
1: that. And then the way he became Namor is that... Mm-hmm. Um, the mom was dying and they had to flee because they were being attacked by the mm-hmm. Spanish colonizers uh, so she kind of like had a drink or made a drink with this uh, it might have been my brain here, but I'm not sure
0: well, it was a it was a plant. It was a plant, yeah, yeah. That probably had like vibrating mm. rich soil or, or something, something like that. that. They never like that explicitly made said it was all by visual. Healthy. Made them healthy, and then they were able to live mm-hmm. in the water.
1: When he was born, he was born with a uh, well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. So they were actually mm-hmm. trying to flee, uh, and when they were drinking this thing, that's allowed them to go into the water and be mm-hmm. there and live there and make their new life in there. Um, I don't think any of this is based on actual mythology. This is just what the film is telling us at mm-hmm. least. Um, but Namor, I guess had more or something like I'm not sure, but he had wings in his, um, yeah. in, his fe- in his feet in his feet. And he also had like elf like pointy ears. Mm-hmm. And he was just like super powerful. And he's like and basically stuff. immortal. Yeah, like he became a god mm-hmm. pretty much. So that's kind of the like overarching um, mythology behind it.
0: Yeah, and then like the people that he grew up with, then multiplied, and that they have like mm-hmm. a whole city. And basically. he became the king. Mm-hmm. There's another
1: thing. Um, so this might have been, I think it might have been to notch the notches uh, request mm-hmm. to have something that was kind of like in comparison to the Wakanda Forever Arms Crossed hmm. poster, they do this kind of like shark mouth in which they put their palm facing upwards and the other one in a 90-degree angle kind of thing as oh. uh, as if it was like a mouth from a shark.
0: Oh, uh, right, right, right. I feel like yeah. I remember that now. Yep.
1: So this actually is based also in actual mythology really? from drawings that they found uh, for old from old... Um, mm-hmm. Indigenous people around the Americas, uh, around Latin America specifically, mm-hmm. uh, in which they will actually do that sign uh, that they do in the film. So this is completely wow. based in uh, in true stories. Not
0: only did you do your research, they did their research. It's very <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, it was it was amazing. I absolutely loved it. It was hard. There was so much sadness. Yeah, in for this sure. film. Like, because you really got to empathize with both sides. Mm. You saw how both sides really were going through it. I was really worried for Shuri for a yeah. while.
1: But, like, spoiler uh, alert. That. One of the the women, uh, like, not even a main character. She was mm-hmm. just in, on screen for, like, a hot minute. Uh, she died. And you can see their connection because Namor was, like, completely devastated. At seeing mm-hmm. this um, family kind of thing die, yeah. yeah. So it was really saddening to mm-hmm. see, and just imagine what will happen if vibranium was found and they will be found. A lot more of them will die. So exactly, yeah. Would have yeah. changed everything. Mm-hmm. This movie is just mean I love how they use the language, and I love yeah uh, just that the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And there,
0: there's this whole ending fight <coughs> kind of thing where it's mm-hmm. like. Wakandans versus the Talokans, the And while, yes, it makes sense why they're fighting, um, because, yes, the Telecons did technically invade Wakanda, and, yes, they, they wanted to kill the... were offered an alliance and, in a way, kind of just didn't go for it. Because, mm-hmm. basically, what, what Namor was trying to do was, like, I want to start a war against um, these people that well, are yeah. trying to take vibranium or that have, like, oppressed us for a long time. And Shuri, I think, knew the, the dire consequences with that maybe just a touch bit more mm. than he did. Yeah. Um. Because she saw her mom go to the U.N. And, like, <laughs> she saw other things. So she was like, this could go really badly. Like, I understand the sentiment. I don't think she was
1: necessarily concerned about their well-being, because, mm-hmm. I mean, they could take on the U.S. any time of the day. Yeah. And I think it was more her being concerned about the, mm-hmm. the people in the U.S., because there will be a lot of um, innocent people dying.
0: Right. Exactly. Um, but there was this, this point in which they're fighting, and you start getting, like, flashbacks <laughs> to both mm-hmm. Shuri and Namor's childhood. And I, I think it's at that point where, like, you realize that they're way more similar than they even thought they were and that they can actually come to this like final agreement like we are not each other's enemy at the end of the day we should not be fighting we can disagree about how we're going to go about these other people Mm -hmm. but we are not each other's enemy and we should not keep seeing each other as enemies at the end of the day Mm -hmm. um and i thought that was I think one of the only ways you should end something like this because I was thinking to myself, it's so easy (laughs) to just be like, yeah, get him to the people that you have no empathy for, that you feel like should be losers at all times. But with, with the telecom people, it's like, Ugh, you really want me to feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. You really want me to connect with them. Because and... they
1: never were actual villains. That's exactly.
0: That, that, that is the point. And so um, I thought that was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go into some reviews now. Sure. Um, also, I movie. think
1: towards the end of the mm-hmm. movie, I think there is a thing in which Namor is kind of not like settled in having this piece. It was a little bit. I I might be. Mis- well, the
0: um the 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 woman wasn't settled, hmm. but Namor was like, you know, I'm sure yeah, it'll that's be okay. True. Yeah, So there could be some tension within the like the people of Talokan. Mm-hmm. And um, one other
1: thing but... is, many people at the very beginning, when the movie was first announced and stuff, mm-hmm. they were like, I mean, because Namor surfaced, mm-hmm. obviously, and they were like, is that just like Marvel's Aquaman? Wrong, <laughs> Namor was actually introduced first needed in, the, to clear this up. <laughs> in the Marvel uh, comic universe. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, you know how DC yeah. and Marvel respond to each other like mm-hmm. Flash has Quicksilver, blah 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 blah. Right, Aquaman was actually Namor's response, By Aquaman DC. was DC's response to yep. Namor. So Aquaman is the copy. Just Get it? FYI. Right. <laughs> just so you know.
0: <laughs> so the the first review I have is from IGN.com. So it says here, Black Panther Wakanda Forever had to be a sequel to a cultural juggernaut, a tease of upcoming MCU adventures, and of course, a loving farewell. There are stretches where the struggle to balance those mandates scatters the focus of the story, but nuanced and committed performances from the returning cast keep it grounded when it counts. Tanach? Tanach? Mm-hmm. Tanach Huerta's huerta huerta mehias <laughs> meji, am i saying that right mehia yeah mehias uh, No namor is a strong <laughs> foil to shuri challenging both her ideology and her grieving process in his nation of talokan gets a thoughtful if rushed history to complement the themes, the film's themes of colonialism, director co-writer Ryan Coogler's efforts are at their most powerful when *Mandarin Forever* is in conversation with the loss of T'Challa of Chadwick Boseman. The mm-hmm. specifics of the of Forever*'s long-winded plot will likely leave little impact, but that doesn't stop the new Black Panther from standing tall.
1: Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, fair a lot of people were concerned not only on what they were gonna do to honor Chadwick mm-hmm. Boseman, but also concerned that it wouldn't do great because he wasn't in the film mm-hmm. uh, and i think they succeeded on accomplishing both goals of honoring him properly yeah. and having a great film
0: definitely so this next one's from cnbc um this um further down in the article it goes on to say that while action-packed is is at its core about how people handle loss differently. This -hmm. this is particularly evident in how T'Challa's mother, Queen Ramonda, and his sister, Shiri, quarrel over the future of Wakanda. Through their mother-daughter battles, born of love and broken hearts, Kugler poses questions that hit hard. What do we owe to those we've lost? Is their Mm -hmm. legacy our responsibility, or are we responsible for our own legacies? Might their memory bolster us or blind us to what our futures could be without them? Um, Wright, who spent much of the first Black Panther as a comic relief, now takes on a more serious role, one that many critics praised. Um, talking about the the actress who plays Shuri. Uh, Wright handles this shift well, bringing a maturity to the pesky little sister without entirely losing her bare poking edge. I do agree. That performance was incredible. Yeah. Because that character had to go through so much. Mm-hmm. Not only at the loss of her brother and then this her mother. whole thing <laughs> happening over here. Um. That she had no way mm-hmm. of knowing what would happen um, with Namor and their people, and then her mother ends up getting killed. Spoiler alert! I if know. you listen to this episode, I know. <laughs> but yeah, and then her mother gets killed right in front of her. She's not able to save her. Like these are like intense losses for somebody, yeah. and I think she did an amazing job showing both like the absolute heartbreak and feeling like you can't do anything to save the situation transforming into then the anger and you mm-hmm. really see that in her final fight um with namor the anger of everything that she's been through kind of bolstering up until finally she can come to this place of like <sighs> okay yeah and i thought that was really awesome i i hope she keeps getting like becoming
1: powerful after the crisis mm-hmm. and just pushing through for sure
0: exactly um don't mind me i'm finding the part where they give the best reviews see this is what i'm saying again when you prepare yourself
1: these kind of things don't happen (laughs) but then when you're i'm
0: I'm ready now (laughs) um this next one is from wired.com so this says the central aspect that makes wakanda forever a unique marvel movie grief is at its centerpiece, is also the aspect I find least satisfying about it. Mm -hmm. Of course, you can't ignore it in a film like this. You can't avoid the fog that arises and the pain that feels like it might never leave. You have to circle it. You have to face it head on. In some way, you have to make it the story. And what that looks like, what it beautifully materializes into in a movie like Wakanda Forever, is what it has always looked like. Capable and caring black women, mothers and sisters and friends, making use of the grief they've been saddled with and not letting it make use of them. Even in Afro-futurist utopias, a fact of black life is stubbornly persistent. Not even our superheroes can outmaneuver death. But when they don't prove invincible, what them? Those who remain find a way to fight to heal. It's an, old, it's an age-old story and tragically too real. It's one you've probably heard before. It's one that never loses meaning.
1: That's super interesting, of mm-hmm. I take... I mean, I've never
0: heard anybody mention anything like that, yeah. Yeah,
1: because, I mean, obviously... Um, Black Panther is, like, a heavy social uh, comment on um, culture. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really heavy topic for Marvel to be so, like, yeah. head-on with mm-hmm. uh, their cinematic universe. So I definitely yeah. commend that for the way because they're Because
0: even it. with Endgame, like, I'm sure you all remember, like, what, that whole initial shock of like, wow, like everybody died in mm-hmm. Infinity War. That grief wasn't nearly as present in Endgame yeah, exactly. versus this. This is much more personal. Um, it feels like you actually are experiencing the grief with them. And
1: you care about um, every single one of them.
0: Exactly. <laughs> versus end Endgame where it was just like this big
1: revenge mm-hmm.
0: story, which is what it needed to be. But you didn't get a lot of the grief that you know, we really witness here.
1: Um, yeah, and you can definitely see the differences between, I mean, each director, first of all, mm-hmm. but also each um, small story. Like Black Panther, it's a lot of, a lot more emotional. Uh, mm-hmm. Thor has more of that comedy for going on for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole um, Avengers movies, those are more like action-packed yeah uh, so you can definitely see the differences between what they're going for for each part, and then them coming together at the end. Mm-hmm.
0: So, <laughs> the last review that I have
1: really didn't um, like it.
0: <laughs> they gave it one and a half stars. Oh come on. Um, Roger
1: Me no like no Robert. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, let's let's see what the what the best um <laughs> a paragraph would be potentially. So I'll read where did I just see it? Over here. Um but writer director Ryan Coogler and his co writer Joe Robert Cole don't possess the same kind of freedom with this melancholy sequel. Those some limitations aren't within their control, such as the tragic death of Bozeman. Others feel like a cat capitulation <laughs> to assimilate into movie making machine. The hulking script is a chock full of ideas and themes rather than finding their common enemy, white colonists, two kingdoms held by people of color, a pitted against each other, an idea that never thematically lands. And the film must delve into the cultural pain that still exists from the historical annihilation of Central and South America's indigenous kingdoms. It must also contend with a bevy of other requirements, setting up the Marvel TV series Iron Heart, in which Dominique Thorne will star, acknowledging the snap, grieving death. And finding a new Black Panther. These competing interests are no less smoothed out by MCU's blockbuster demands, that this must be a mainstream hit and usher in the next phase of the cinematic universe, and the weight of satiating black folks who seem who feel seen by the fantastical confirmation of black regalism. It's too much for one movie and you get the sense that this should have been two. At nearly mm. every turn, Wakanda Forever fails, starting with its setup. Colonialist countries now afraid of an African superpower are scoring the world from sea to sea, searching for bivariate radium. He just goes on to continue um, talking about the plot. Um, Maybe somewhere a way existed to connect these arcs, but that would require better visual storytelling than the movie offers. Far too often the dialogue stays on the surface, either by providing reams of exposition, externalizing exactly what's on the character's mind, or by trying to meld together the real-life loss felt by the actor's with that of the characters. Mm-hmm. The latter certainly offers these performances a necessary chance to process their own hurt on screen. But when did filmmakers forget how to show without telling? Why are contemporary blockbusters so enamored with holding the audience's hand by providing every minute detail? At one point, when after Namor explains his entire backstory, Shuri responds with, Why are you telling me all this? It feels like a note <sighs> Googler gave to himself. <laughs> um, and then basically ends with saying I'm not sure what Coogler was thinking he had more weight on him for this movie than any filmmaker deserves but um, when this scene occurs, he's talking about the, the battle sea at the mm-hmm. end I audibly groaned at what amounts to a weepy triacly moment that's wholly unnecessary emotionally or manipulative and partially unearned it's one of the many instances where Black Panther or forever might have its heart in the right place but is in the wrong mindset and the worst space at the center of a contrived cinematic universe to mourn on its own terms
1: with all due respect, I see where you're coming from. I see where you're going for mm-hmm. uh, somewhat in some of these parts. Mm-hmm. But no.
0: <laughs> but no. Just no.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking... like He mentioned, for example, maybe making this into two different movies. Mm-hmm. And I just think of Dune. Like <laughs> where, Dune, like, nothing happens in the I mean, yes, Dune was, yeah. Dune was probably... Closing on mm. three hours, maybe like two and something. I think
0: I thought it was three hours total.
1: Yeah, it was a long mm-hmm. movie, but I think if they were to cut uh, Wakanda Forever in two, mm-hmm. you first of all, you couldn't get into that much detail on the uh, morning of um, T'Challa. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, it will definitely just leave you needing a conclusion. Because right. the the conclusion that we get in this movie is definitive, mm-hmm. um, definitive. <laughs> but it's I knew what you meant. <laughs> it's definitely a end point to a mm-hmm. battle that you probably won't see again the same way that it is right now. Yeah. If you were to give me it in two different movies, it mm-hmm. would just feel like two episodes of a show.
0: Definitely. Mm-hmm. So then
1: the second movie, the conclusion of that one, will then go from being such a definitive ending mm-hmm. to like what next.
0: Yeah. Cuz if you make it
1: into 2 and then you see that this woman this woman from um the the, the Talokan mm-hmm. was so angry then you will be like okay give me the next one now then. Right. But giving me giving me only one movie mm-hmm. with that ending and the overarching arc that they had yeah it uh, just it just made sense because mm-hmm. I don't think you want to have a movie in which you have the whole setup
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then some.
0: Yeah, I do agree that a lot happened. A lot For definitely sure. did happen. It was very action packed. Um, A lot happened in enough time where I didn't necessarily have the urge to look at my phone to be like, how much time has passed? Yeah. Um, But a lot did happen. But again, I felt like everything was still roughly connected on the mm-hmm. same end point like yes there were character talks that i didn't really feel like i cared about as much yeah but that's just because i barely remembered some of them from the first black panther movie mm-hmm.
1: yeah like didn't really one, see
0: yeah didn't really see why maybe it was important to introduce her but then when when you find out in the after credit scene some stuff.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like okay. So then this person actually was important. It's good that we introduced her to ourselves again. Yeah, I think so that it's we can remember, you know. And so it it made sense when we got to the end point. And I can understand how people feel about like you have to show more than you tell. Mm-hmm. But there is a whole group's culture here, um, and you just simply don't have time. of stuff that they want yeah. to fit into this movie. They really needed to just say it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: that way we all know kind of what's up immediately we know what their motive is we know where they came from mm-hmm. just make it simple because they're not going to have their own movie as of right now because then there's like. a lot so, more
1: that you didn't tell specifically mm-hmm. that you still yeah. got from just watching it
0: exactly and and they might come back so it's helpful to know like mm-hmm. hey like we already saw these people we know their specific backstory that's established mm-hmm. we're good to go on on to our next MCU thing because if you don't tell me yeah. how
1: they became a thing in the ocean, how am I supposed to know, for example? And how
0: am I supposed to trust them or feel empathy for them? You needed to know all these things. I get how it can sometimes feel like you're just being Mm spoon-fed, but sometimes Sometimes you need that at certain points. (laughs) I felt like it was very balanced overall. I really enjoyed it. Um, How many clapping boards out of five? Wait, on a
1: final note, though, first, I just want to acknowledge how beautiful it was, and the cinematography of it, mm-hmm. and the special effects, it just all came together. Yeah. Like, that scene in jury is going down to the ocean, seeing their whole um, civilization. It mm-hmm. was just so beautiful. Yeah. And it was just like a whole minute... Of just music and visuals to just take it in. Mm-hmm. And it was really well done. So yeah. congratulations. <laughs> now, five um, out of five clapping mm-hmm. boards, I will give it probably a 4.5. Really? Yeah. What? I mean, I just loved it. And mm-hmm. I think I might be a little biased in the sense that it, it, it is latino people that i'm seeing on the you're screen you're allowed for to sure. be biased <laughs> you, like
0: I, I think we've established you don't see that all that often exactly. in blockbuster hits
1: so i have i just have to give it a 4.5 mm-hmm. I, I don't give it a 5 just because <laughs> because I, I can always see more <laughs> yeah but definitely a 4.5 mm-hmm. and i'm super happy with watching it and as soon as february 1st hits i'm watching it again
0: Good to know. <laughs> I will mark my calendar. For me, I would give it a four out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, I really did enjoy it. Um, I always have a love hate relationship with just, you know, superhero movies. So sometimes I'm just <laughs> like, okay, how's this battle going to go? Ah, mm-hmm. like uh, that person just flew in. Like, I get a little, a little overwhelmed maybe (laughs) bored maybe at some action sequences it's just me it's nothing against the movie um but i liked the storytelling of it all it was very interesting to see this whole new culture that i had never seen especially after the fact hearing about all the research that went into it Mm -hmm. that makes me appreciative of the work that they did
1: um
0: to honor um just everyone. And everybody. Every Latino person has been honored in this movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I hope you all loved that movie as much as we did. Um, I'd love to know your guys' thoughts. You can hit us up at Ann Cut the Podcast if you want to talk about it. On Instagram. Um, and, hey, if you have any other Marvel movies that you're just dying for us to review, there are so many that are coming up, so I promise we will review all of them. Mania is coming um, up in February. So excited for that one, so stay tuned to, as we continue, basically, this whole Marvel yeah. series at this point, because we're totally going to watch all of them. <laughs> um, On but, 3D,
1: yeah. laser 3D.
0: <laughs> yes, oh gosh, Wait. coming up soon is our Avatar 2 Way of Water uh, review, and we're going to just brag about laser 3d <laughs> the whole time so stay tuned for that and more reviews coming our way but i believe
1: the next review we have lined up is pinocchio, pinocchio.
0: directed by guillermo del toro on aka Netflix. my favorite director you'll hear all about that in the next episode uh, how, <laughs> a, a
1: tiny little shrine for guillermo just back there by the tv it's
0: <laughs> not creepy at all it's fine
1: and <laughs> you can follow me at say on instagram
0: you can follow me at kate johnston
1: 622 Thank you so much for being here one more time. And we'll see you in the next one.
0: And cut! (laughs)